And we are off. <laughs> We're off? To the races. Okay. Hi. Oh, hi, Greg. We just reset up the studio from the teardown that occurred. Actually, set up quicker than it took me to tear it down. Well, we had two people doing it. Yeah. And I was you know, packing everything up, putting mm-hmm. in the box, whatnot. But, yeah, it was, uh, wasn't too bad. It was fun doing a... Yes. Show it the guys from the, lots of the only thing I would recommend is that uh, next time we do it, we do it in a smaller conference room. It was a little echoey. Yeah, there, there's another one on the first floor. It's smaller. It might work. Might be some more AV or ventilation noise in that one though. But hmm. well, no one's there, so shouldn't hear. I mean, fan noise, stuff like that. Oh, so you can try it next time. We can use that magic audio stuff to take out the fan, right? Use your spectrograph. The audio, yeah. So, what's new in the last day and a half? Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week is upon us! Ah, I'm going to be gone. Hmm? I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be in Tucson. Oh, i got to miss most of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week! <laughs> it's just it's the way shit goes down, but yeah. I I'll be in Tucson any... Monday through Thursday. I don't have any big plans, really. Look, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the events I've seen. They're doing a fun one at Grist House, which is the uh, Brewers Olympics. So, they're going to have a bunch of competitions, you know. Like I think malt sack carrying and you know keg throw you know those. So you know, it's, it's like a <laughs> it, it's, it's a, like a retreat at a corporate party. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> We're doing a three legged race, but beer is involved. Well, yeah, and and events around things that brewers do. There's probably like a beard contest, you know that kind of thing. Okay, you haven't told me anything about what this is. Well, I might as well let you drink it and, before I do. I, I <laughs> the first thing I smelled, to be totally honest with you, was like. The combination of soy sauce and wasabi you see people make to dip sushi in. Mm-hmm. Right. I still smell like a little bit of yeah, that sort of bright uh, wasabi note. This beer is a golden beer. It's the end of the growler, so it's pretty low on carbonation at the moment. Slightly cloudy. That could be construed as something apple-ish, so I wasn't sure whether it was a cider or not. Though it didn't totally smell like that. Now I'm giving it more. It smells okay. It smells sweet. It smells kind of like a Hellas Lager or something. Okay. Its flatness doesn't help it. I drank most of it last night. It's not a Hellas. It's way too bitter. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, It's from an East Coast brewery. Okay. I'm going to slowly dial you in. Yeah, that yeah. one's pretty vague. It's from an East Coast brewery. It's uh, been around for a few years now. You've had it before. Um, keep going. I'm guessing Centennial Hops. Nope. It's a, I think it's Is a single. It's a single hopped beer. Oh, I'm really? pretty sure. Well then, then I'm gonna have to go high all fast. I was just thinking of, of a tip of it. Then I'm gonna have to go. Hmm. This isn't Simcoe. <sighs> Trying to figure out which clues to give him next. It's not Cascade. Think. Could be a hard Cascade. I don't know. It could be. Think the... more new, more rare. 
in the hopping. Uh, this could is be a Nelson. It's not Nelson. Not Nelson. Mosaic, maybe. It's a dwarf hop. A dwarf short, you know, short about binds, not seventeen foot trellises. So oh, okay. Um, as soon as I tell you the brewery, I'm sure you'll get it. So let's see what other clues can I give you. Is this really exciting for people? Okay. <laughs> it they're playing along too. Yeah. But they but they can't taste or they see can't it. taste it. Yeah. It. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's a well-established northeast brewery. Um, this, if it comes in bottles, this comes in a 750 milliliter corked bottle. Is this nugget nectar. No. Okay. Um. The. The brewmaster is not a white guy with a beard. All right, so that leads me to immediately believe this is Brooklyn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is this local one? It is not. Is it local two? No. No. Local two is a double. Local one is kind of a golden Belgian, so... I wouldn't put it. It does have estuary things. So I was thinking this this no, could be a trip. Yeah, be, being so flat, I think it's definitely throwing it off some. This is Sriracha Ace. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Tastes kind of like a very hoppy triple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the. I'm you know I'm just. Drinking, I'm trying to focus on what I'm tasting now and what I remember tasting mm-hmm. yesterday. And yeah, with such low carbonation on it, it definitely doesn't doesn't really make the hops dance as much yeah. as it did before. So it's kind of kind of off. So yeah, the hops taste more like I was thinking more tomahawk than anything else, but I couldn't, but I couldn't nail it in. So it does taste. It does come across some of those hop flavors do come across estuary. Mm-hmm. Now that the carbonation is gone, it does taste kind of like a Belgian yeah. fermentation. We need to do blind shows again more. <laughs> that was fun. All right, so we just watched, because Jeff hasn't seen it yet, the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Yes. So, you you haven't... I haven't told you what I think of it. What's your opinion? Um... So it starts off with the whole public opinion turning against Superman. You right. know, he did kill he... a lot of people in his last uh, go around. Oh, did he? Okay, you haven't seen Man of Steel? No. So yeah, he uh, he had this gigantic battle that was basically like twenty minutes of throwing people into buildings and them all collapsing down. So you got to think that he was fighting a villain and there was collateral damage. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Lots and lots and lots, lots and lots of collateral damage. Was that? I guess that was a setup for this public opinion thing that they did in this movie. Or uh, I'm I'm not sure whether it was a setup or not. I mean, okay. it, the setup for this movie is Marvel doing really well with the Avengers. We need to make Justice League. But the I haven't heard much about the story. What this movie is going to be? Obviously, Batman and Superman are going to fight, and there's a lot of variations upon that in the comics. But. I assume that they're taking like because there were one of the main one of the big criticisms of Man of Steel was that the story really wasn't all that enticing as a superhero story because if you look at the end especially it didn't really make sense. Superman wants to save Henry, he's, he's obviously killing just tons of people, just throwing these you know throwing Zod around mm-hmm. New York or, or Metropolis, 
and then and then he sees like one family that Zod's going to kill, and then then he kills Zod. It's like that just <laughs> doesn't seem very Superman like. So what you could assume is that they they took that criticism and applied it to mm-hmm. all right, what are people going to you know they see this thing happen, they see this right. alien from the sky come down and just can cause massive devastation. Even if he says oh, I'm a good guy, what do they get really going to feel like? Right. How does Batman even stand up to Superman? That's that's my first question, not being a comic book guy. But. Batman is... One of the things you have to remember is... Because the, the movies didn't really push this part of the character in the comic books. But so Batman is obviously very rich, right? Mm-hmm. But Batman is also supposed to be the world's greatest detective. He is the genius level of you know Sherlock Holmes level of being able to figure things out. So... He has money, and he has genius-level intelligence. So the idea is, those are superpowers all on their own. Okay. How do you figure out a puzzle like Superman? Yeah, I guess. The answer usually boils down to kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, Superman has the strength, he has the speed, Mm -hmm. he can fly, he has has laser vision, right? Yeah, Yeah, laser vision... I guess Kryptonite's kind of the way to go. Kryptonite is pretty effective. Does Batman read Superman comics? That's the question. Does he know? He is that smart. He is that much of a detective that he would know. Right? Like Mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes would. Sherlock Holmes would know everything about this particular subject. Or he would have somebody who would know. Be like, this looks like a... He, he would stop and look at the thing, like yeah. the world around him, and be like, "Oh, this is the atonement with the father." Okay, <laughs> uh, I know. I know that there is. I was. I was telling you about various different of these. One is in uh, the uh, sort of it's an alternate universe story, The Dark Knight Returns, which was used for a lot of the Batman movies, actually, as as a premise. And there's a thing where Batman fights Superman, and uh, he uses that that same armor. That you mm-hmm. see Ben Affleck in, and he also uh, gets a Green Arrow to shoot some some kryptonite at the right time to okay. to get Superman uh, uh, weakened. And I think the the line was, uh, "It wasn't easy. It took you know it it took twenty years and and billions of dollars. Fortunately, I had both." Okay, yeah, to synthesize it, whatever. So right, and. So that's a fight that takes place. Um, and then there's another one in the comics that I know of where Batman is... There's a there's an evil plan by Ra's al Ghul or whatever to, to destroy the Justice League because Batman is so smart that he, has, he took notes and made plans for just in case everybody else, for the weaknesses that everybody else had. And they, they found his weaknesses and used them on... Okay. The rest of the Justice League. So that's sort of Batman versus everybody. Batman's always planning just in case. Gotcha. Batman and Superman should team up and subjugate the entire human race. <laughs> what What would Batman... I, I don't think that's Batman's style. Superman, <laughs> I could totally see doing it. There was a whole thing Superman read Sun about that idea. What if, what if Superman landed in Russia? Was the, the alternate story uh-huh. thing. And it was... Uh, it was a cool, a cool like four, uh, four part book. Okay. 
cool. Yeah. So and, and he does end up like subjugating the entire world. Because he landed in Russia. Same Superman. Same Superman, but under you know he grew up under different ideological conditions. Oh, okay. You know, it's supposed to be, you know Superman's supposed to be so good and nice, not necessarily because he's naturally good and nice, but because he grew up with Ma and Pa Kent, and they mm-hmm. they gave him the values, the American values, truth, justice, the American way. Right, right. So what if he grew up, you know, with the Taliban, with, with, with Stalin, right, <laughs> or a terrorist cell? <laughs> they would have used him as a suicide bomber. Oh, he would. I guess it wouldn't kill him. Huh? He wouldn't need. If you have, if you have Superman, you don't need uh, to do. You don't need to bother with. It's, it's like it's it's like you know we have stealth bombers. We don't need to bother with suicide bombers. You know, suicide <laughs> bombers are, are are an asymmetrical warfare technique. They're not ideal. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I never really, never read comic books, so all I know about Superman. I've only read recently, you know, read these within the past ten or fifteen years because mm-hmm. I didn't really read comic books either when I was a kid, and I started to get into some, some ones that were different, and and there are ones that are legitimate literature. Right. The thing is, the comic. I mean, maybe I've always looked at the wrong ones, but the comic books I've looked at, it just I don't like the the cell format. I don't like. Reading word balloons, it just—I don't know. Maybe I just have to learn how to do it and get used to it. But it just—I don't like it. It doesn't. I, I can't. That's. I mean, I, I get the story. it. Story. It's. It it's, just doesn't work for me. So. It's hard to read Shakespeare too, mm-hmm. um, in, unless you you know grow up with it, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to work at it, and yeah, it's, it's a if if you don't like that style, it can definitely be hard. To get into it, I mean, because Allison has some some My Little Pony comic books, and trying to read it to her, it's just like tedium. Just like trying to read well, you're it. trying to describe something, right? As opposed, I'm just to... trying to read the word balloons, oh. and whatnot. That's hard. Huh. I just, mean, just, not, I mean, not not I'm reading not saying... reading the words isn't hard. Okay. It's following the flow of the story is okay. hard. It seems like the cells are all very disjointed and. And getting a flow from one to the other. They probably do more modern. I mean, like, the older books were just, you know, flat, 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 flat. But now there's all types of stylistic diversions where you go, like, flat, big thing, thing in here, then here. And you're supposed to be able to follow along. Mm-hmm. But unless you have a an idea of how that sort of came about, or you've been immersed in it for yeah, long enough, maybe. that you don't know. It just, yeah, going from cell to cell, it just, I don't know, it doesn't doesn't work for me. Maybe maybe it was the content. Maybe you know, My Little Pony is not that not the best uh, it, comic book. It probably isn't the best one to start with. <laughs> a tissue, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say you don't start with uh, My Little Pony as as your entryway <laughs> in the comic book. Them, I doubt it'll be uh, the best way. But I could find you some if you're interested. Max has a couple comic books too. I can't remember what they are. I, I think wouldn't think. I mean, those are not. He's a Green wanna... Lantern. He has. Yeah, I don't remember, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I, I've tried a few. I times find this, the so. form limiting in the, in the comic books themselves. I think that it, it's they're kind of too small generally to tell a story. But I like the big book editions that you get a much you know much okay. more in depth story. Something like Watchmen, where it was like twelve issues, and so you had this big you know this big thing to read. Uh-huh. Or um, Dark Knight Returns was these four big 
issues. There's a lot going on, and, and yeah, it's a big, it's a movie of, of, of a thing. So, what do you think about the other trailer? What other trailer? <laughs> the other trailer, the new Star Wars trailer. Um, if there's anybody I would say was destined to make a Star Wars movie, it'd be J.J. Abrams. You look at him; those two Star Trek movies, those were Star Wars movies. Okay, I haven't seen either of them. Yet. I I suspect that. That a lot of the stuff that we're seeing, the the uh, particularly the the fighting on the surface and near the you know in the beginning in in, in the desert world and the the uh, Millennium Falcon, I suspect that's probably much very early in the movie. That's kind of the first because mm-hmm. it's JJ Abrams. He's going to start with an action scene, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't surprise me. Um, the Star Destroyer crashed in the desert. It yeah, was awesome. Yeah, the, the, that was. It, it shows you. Okay, we're we're finally past the Lucas era of oh, just stick a whole bunch of digital things in the sky. That'll make it cool. No, here we have a vista, yeah. and yeah. here we have a vista with, with, that also strikes the imagination because you you see you know it's it's a it's a historical relic but from a different different world a different universe and, and that you know the history of it yeah. very evocative image I, it definitely started out with a beautiful wonderful uh image that was like that, that drew you in immediately uh-huh. yeah yeah it's like yes <laughs> it's a giant crash star destroyer i mean that's I'm probably tattooing but uh that's sort of like exactly the scene to bring people back in because mm-hmm. it, it, it tinges the nostalgia memory it tinges the the understanding of but but that was in the past and we're now and and uh, you know, and we see cities that are broken down, and we see a star story that is broken down. Very similar image, imagery to like Eastern European cities that we mm-hmm. see that were abandoned and destroyed. Right. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot you can tell when it, when a director is really good. They can make these great images that, that tell whole stories in and of themselves. Uh, the rest of it seemed like, I mean. It's going to be kinetic. It's going to be very. It's going to be moving a lot. It's going. To, it's going to be a story that doesn't stop very often. Mm-hmm. And the effects look neat. And it's it's in that universe. But that one shot at the beginning was more important than anything else in the trailer. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's also nice that you know for a lot of fans, like especially the younger ones, right? Luke is narrating the the trailer. Mm-hmm. You see Leia. You see yeah. Chewie. Do you see Leia? Well, I think it's Leia that is handed the lightsaber. You don't see her. Okay. Right? You see what you assume is Luke, but he's shrouded. But he has the, yeah. has the hand. You, and you see Han and Chewie at the end. They, they cut to, I'm pretty sure it's a woman receiving a lightsaber right, yes. when, right when he narrates. The way the, the way the narration lines up with the cut, it's inferring that it's Leia. No, because he says, my sister had it and you have it too. But the I thought the cut to the girl with the the person with the lightsaber was before the end. You had it too. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly where it was, but you've seen it more than I have. So okay, that's what I recall. Is it was cut. We've never seen Leia with a lightsaber though. But she, this is, you know, fifteen, twenty years after, she's force sensitive, in some of the. Zon fiction, you know, she's undergoing. This is not the Zon fiction. I know she's, but she, you know, there's Jedi training and and whatnot. I presume Luke's talking to his nephew or niece, right? And um, 
And Chewie and Han are finally home. They're finally home. <laughs> it's so... It's funny. That must be the Millennium Falcon, right? What, they're home? Uh, I have no idea what it means. See, they wouldn't call Tatooine home, so I don't know. The only other possibility and, would be like Kashyyyk. Yeah, I... I'm trying to think if, like, I know where Han is from. I, I think don't. that, I believe, I don't know why I know this, but I believe Han is from Coruscant. That was kind of my guess. Um, yeah, so I don't know what home means. Since all the out- exterior shots were on a desert world, probably Tatooine. They say it's not, at least. They say it's in not. Their, okay. In their press, they're saying it's not. That doesn't mean it isn't. Okay. And then I'm assuming the shots of the Millennium Falcon with the TIE fighters chasing over actually flying through the, the exhaust nozzles of the Death Star Destroyer. Star yes. Yeah. Um, so like inside the, the hulking skeleton of a Star Destroyer. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are several assumptions that that's Leia, that they're inside the Star Destroyer on that desert planet. And then, yeah, I don't know what the home means. Maybe they're back... Back with Leia, maybe. I mean, maybe they went on some kind of trip. Trip that got <laughs> got waylaid. It's just they were out of the bank, just for you know twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they went back in. Chewie, we're home. Han looks so. I mean, Han's supposed to look old, but he looks so old in that shot too. <laughs> well, you see that, and you're like, God, I hate these Star Wars. I'm just gonna crash my plane. <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it's gonna be cool for me it's gonna be extra cool right because i mean max and i are gonna yeah. stand in line and watch it the day it comes out and you know so it's and max it, is young enough he's gonna like it no matter what yeah and i mean he's watched he's so into star wars yeah. <laughs> grandma my dad was over earlier and asked max if he saw the trailer he's like yeah i saw it he's like when, when's the movie coming he's like <laughs> this Christmas, or he says next. He said next Christmas, but he meant the coming Christmas. So he knows. He knows it's coming. <laughs> look, think, look at how how early trailers are coming out. I mean, that Batman Superman that's not till twenty sixteen. The Star Wars is not until Christmas. It's yeah. I mean, these are these are special movies, though. Yeah, they're not. I was trying to think of a much more mundane example, but you know, you can imagine they're not Birdman. Or, um, or yeah, these are not Academy Award nominees. <laughs> this is a different tier entirely. This is way more money than an Academy Award nominee. Yeah, yeah. there's that. I mean, there are really these are tent poles. Yeah, yeah, and making making a trailer is completely different than what it used to be. Yeah, you don't have to air it. You sure you can put it in front of movie in front of movies, but you know it's where it's going to be seen. More eyeballs. Probably by tenfold are going to see it online. Absolutely. Then then see it in any and all other formats combined. I mean, what's happened? It, it, it's it's cool that they managed to keep the Star Wars one secret. What happened with both the Avengers one and this one is that they were leaked on the internet before, and so both companies are just like, uh, all right, <laughs> take it. Because mm-hmm. once something, the realization is once something's out there, you can't right. You can't retie that 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 uh, you can't close that Pandora's box. So you might as well just let it go. Right. 
So which one? The Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman? I don't think it was supposed to be released until like it's supposed to be. I think it was IMAX only this weekend, and then it would be available. So it's going to be like a special IMAX trailer. Okay. Oops. Too many thieves working in the movie. Well, what happened was they released it, and you know, started this weekend. But somebody who was in Barcelona a couple, you know, hours ahead recorded on their cell phone, Mm. and. It got out, and then as soon as, as soon as it's out, you, there's no sense in, in making people watch a crappy version of the trailer you spent so hard working on. So you put out the good one. You say, all right, people who are in the movie theaters, you're going to get like a couple extra scenes or something, which they cut out of the original trailer. Right. So you can watch those on the crappy cell phone video. You can watch those on the crappy cell phone video. <laughs> they, they release the, the vast majority of, of, their, of their spooge, of their Batman versus Superman <laughs> spooge and everybody. <laughs> I'm so not. Yeah, I'm not has, really looking. For... Has Ben Affleck been in Batman? No, this is already this is the first one. Okay, this is the first one. Yeah, this is the Ben Affleck Batman. Guess Daredevil didn't work out for him. Huh? Well, Daredevil is now on Netflix. It's a twelve episode series, and I hear it's pretty good. Oh, okay. Who's playing Daredevil? Some guy. Some guy. No one. No one that. Famous. Not yeah. Not a famous dude. I see. That's cool. You may recognize him. He probably has been in like some episode of The Walking Dead or Justified or something that you've watched. Right. I had asked Greg if he wouldn't mind watching the last episode of Justified because he hasn't watched it, the series. Just because I think that it was a really well done episode. I mean, they they tied up some things, they left some things open, and I I I wanted to see if I could get you to watch it to see what you thought how it stood on its own mm-hmm. as its own episode. Uh, there's some comedy in it, you know, all kinds of. Of great things, and then there they actually had the epilogue where they kind of went down the road and tied up a lot more things. It, they could have stopped without the epilogue, and I would have been happy. But my answer was no, because I want to see the whole series. Mm-hmm. This, this is one that I I want to see at some point, so uh, I'd rather not be spoiled on this one. Yeah, it, it starts out it'll hook you real early. It starts out real good. And then once you get invested in the characters, it slows down a bit, but you don't mind because, you know, it's good character development, good story, but it's not the, 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 the things that hooked you in the first couple episodes right. don't maintain the whole way through. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was happy and it's kind of like watching the, you know, the last, the last act of the finale and, you know, not getting misty-eyed or anything, but, you know, feeling a little, yeah, you feel, a little you, sad. You feel attachment over. to these yeah. characters. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, you know what got real good this year? <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Last year it was really, I mean, it just kind of meandered for, like, for more than half a season. And it just kind of felt like this is really underwhelming. And then all of a sudden it tied in with the Captain America movie and the whole thing just changes, like shaking up the entire, the entire series. Okay. And it just, it started to, to, to move like, bam, like really quickly. And uh, all these things started to happen. And, and this year they really have taken off. They took off like a rocket and they, they barely slowed down and they are just popping through stories really fast. It's actually pretty, pretty cool. They've done their most recent episodes have been some among their best. Okay. I mean, it's really on top of its game right now. It's a good show for what it is. All right. I, I don't even know I anything mean, it, about I, it, it, it. It's probably what uh, what you think like The Walking Dead is when it's really good, is my guess. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is not this is not Better Call Saul here, but this is fun, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. 
Speaking of Better Call Saul, I'm sad that it's over. I'm like, wait, like I keep waiting for a new one to show up. Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, I guess that was the series finale, the season finale. Crap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know, hey, that was it was a really good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really really good show. That def- I'd recommend to pretty much everybody. There were so many good, so many different types of stories and so many well done moments. Uh, Relatable while at the same time being, you know, just, you know, really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And different from Breaking Bad, too. Yeah. Which is really cool. It, it 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 was the same universe, but it was not just different stories, but a sort of different aesthetic take on the same universe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it gave you a lot of great tie-ins for fans of, of Breaking Bad. A lot of character crossovers. Some... some minor maybe as it goes on you'll see some more plot line crossovers but just a little touch here I mean, and there I, yeah i would think it'd be pretty light i don't think that you i i think that the story of saul with you know with walt and jesse has been told right so but there's gonna be i, I mean i think they're gonna continue what they did like some of the other plot line crossovers yeah. people that walt and jesse interacted with yeah are going to be people that you know the that you know Walt and Jesse's interaction with this person will be the end of a plot line that starts with Jimmy McGill. You know, or or starts with Mike. Like yeah. I don't think uh, Saul ever ever even knew who Gus was, but Mike did. Mm-hmm. So that we could see the beginnings of that story, right? But not, you know. I mean, that's a really good point. Is it's not it's not a first person omniscient Saul. You also there's episodes where you get to follow mm-hmm. Mike and. Presumably other characters. Yeah, have they right? followed anyone else? Not, not really. Well, they they followed a little bit of Chuck, and Chuck yeah, sold the newspaper yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, just just another good storytelling, you know. And it's just interesting characters, and they're well developed. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the next season. Hopefully, Jimmy McGill has a lot more. Um, uh, personal, uh, you know, finding out who he is. You know, it seems like you know the way the season ended. Right, he's like, I'm not going to be the good guy anymore. You know, and they're kind of setting it up that he's going to be Saul. In the you know the, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to do this, but they kind of set it up like as a as a maybe a false flag that he's going to be Saul at the season premiere. Of next no, season. no, I don't. I don't suspect and, that they'll open up the next season. Yeah. They'll suddenly it'll be Saul's office. Well, but I mean, you know, he'll turn there quickly, and I hope, yeah. I hope that there's still another half season of him trying to, you know, figure out who he is. You know, that kind of. I thing. think it will. I think there will be, but I don't think it'll be on the same. He yeah. he won't he won't be battling the the, the same, uh, the same fight. He'll be he'll he's already got over his um, his his fear of disappointing his brother. Mm-hmm. So. He doesn't have to worry about the the ethical component anymore, right? So now it's sort of him navigating the other stuff, right? Yeah, anything else? Got some beers sitting here getting warm. Yeah, let's uh, let's do the beers and then we can talk about the other stuff. All right. <laughs> 